these guys whose adult lives and responsibilities, of which we have many, have not eclipsed our love of, of hobbies and nerdy things and, and fun, uh, carefree times that remind us of yesteryear. Of course, I'm your host, Ben, a.k.a. LS Demon, and I'm joined by my fellow host, Tommy Bones. Hello. Also known as Hacksaw Bonesaw, and you can find him at Bonesaw Miniatures on Instagram if you want to see some good shit. I wouldn't say good. <laughs> I don't know why that was funny to me, because you're like... I, I certainly have pictures. <laughs> Your stuff's good, man. That Night Lord you did, didn't you like win a competition? Uh, I, w- I was going to enter him. I don't think I made the deadline. All right. Bonesaw Miniatures. I'm pulling it up. Tom Bones. Tommy Bones. Oh, dude, there's that, that freehand Chaos Star on the Chaos Night Leg. Come on. People at home can't see it, but I'm putting my, my fingers to my lips and kissing them like that an Italian a, chef. That was a stencil. Oh, all right. Well, fuck it. You're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> what about Total the dude crap. with the the lightning claw corn berserker guy? That guy looks fucking tight. Yeah, he was I think the first pure guy that I finished. He's he's probably my favorite. I would I would pay someone to make that model for me. So give yourself some credit, Tom. You're and a talented I think, guy. I think my plague marines are almost done. I just have to do plasma glow and um and paint the rims and I think I'm good to call them done. You should get them spinning rims, a circa you know 1999 Pip My Ride. Yeah, spinners. With X to the Z exhibit. Yo, dog! I heard you like Plague Marine. <laughs> so I put a plasma screen TV in the Plague Marine backpack. <laughs> so you those... can get diseased while you get diseased. Pip My Ride and Crip, those were both good. <laughs> Speaking of good, but I Tom... yeah exactly. <laughs> Speaking of good and bad segues, quick one tonight. Uh, Tom, you were you were telling me before uh, this, well, obviously, because we, we planned for these extensively, <clears throat> uh, <laughs> that you are actually thinking about investing in a full-blown Astartes, that is to say, non-heretic, non-chaos, mm-hmm. Space Marine Army. Yeah. Oh, that, um, that episode with Ryan from Command Point really got me thinking... You know, if if it does devolve to Space Marines versus Space Marines, uh, what if I were to build an army, a full, like a full size army, what would that look like? So I, I've been thinking about that a, a bit since then. And Tom, what has this soul searching? Uh, what answers has it led you to? Um, so I think I think I settled on Flesh Terrors. Okay, did not expect that. <laughs> um, you know, I'm a fan of of. Uh, of the Blood Angels, they're like a pretty much loyalist emperor's children meets world eaters, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's a good good analogy. <laughs> uh, vampires. Yeah, but the flesh terrors. They see uh, Gabriel Seth is cool as shit. The fact that that uh, the the Black Rage is an awesome concept, and and they're more prone to it uh, than other successor chapters. For those of you who don't know, the Black Rage. <laughs> it's an Wait, affliction. <laughs> Oh, I thought it was a Viking metal band. Yeah, the Black from, Rage. From Scandinavia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the Black Rage affects some blood angels uh, where they have Sanguinius's memories and they, they flash back to his death uh, against Horus and they 
wholeheartedly believe that they are sanguineous and it drives them mad. And they're put into the death company and sent <laughs> headlong into battle uh, where they're not expected to return. Um, so yeah, on the one hand, you know, Gabriel Seth, the chapter master of, of the uh, Flesh Terrors, um, he's sort of proud of the fact that they get the Black Rage more often. You know, he, he thinks it like strengthens their connection to Sanguinius, like they're true sons of, of uh, Sanguinius. But at the same time, it's like destroying his legion. <laughs> you know, they, their numbers dwindle so much faster. So it's kind of a double-edged sword there. And then uh, with the advent of the Primaris Marines, and, and they're a little bit more resistant uh, to the Black Rage, and his numbers are bolstered. So, you know, he's happy that he has more men, but also he kind of feels like they're being diluted a little and uh, sort of steering away from uh, Sanguinius's memory. So so I remember I actually got to know the Flesh Terrors pretty well in the Devastation of Bale, mm-hmm. or Baal. I always it Is it Baal? I think so. If it's Slanesh, then I would say the two A's. Yeah. Are... Uh, so it's by Guy Haley, uh, one of the great kind of like uh, 42nd millennium books right around, you know, all the current events of the 40K universe. <laughs> but it gives a really good insight into like how the various chapters of Blood Angels and, and their successor chapters, how they work with each other, think about each other. Uh, I know the flesh chairs are a little bit on the fringes, but there are some other uh, <laughs> chapters which are even more so. Uh, like right. I forgot what's what's the one chapter where they basically are just like fucking vampires. They just like don't give a shit. <laughs> I mean, they're all. It was it was it the Blood Knights maybe. The Blood Knights. The Knights of Blood. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, and I think I think basically yeah okay that's right so the the Knights of Blood just kind of sacrifice civilians and <laughs> and drink their blood. Well, yeah. and, and were declared renegades, uh, excommunicados, by oh, yeah. the Imperium. But they they consider themselves loyal to the Imperium. And in this book, Devastation of Baal, you see like Gabriel Seth, who's who's kind of badass slash asshole up against, <laughs> uh, in some cases, like there's his version of the Black Rage and, and kind of the pride and the imperfect insanity of the Blood Angels next to these guys who are just kind of no longer even partially good guys right but they but they do defend ball against uh, a tyrannid invasion and then later on against demons did, did you read that book by the way uh no so, so basically uh, there's a giant uh, warp tear not too far from ball which uh and i might be getting some of the events mixed up so just if you're if you're watching this like the, the 10 of you who, who listen to us <laughs> especially those of you in jordan and france thanks very much guys um in some order there's a warp storm which cuts off ball so a lot of the reinforcements they would expect aren't coming at the same time as a massive high fleet i think it was leviathan i think it was high fleet leviathan is basically just going to eat ball so all the successor chapters come back and try to defend Ball. And at some point, this is where this book gets like balls to the wall, crazy balls to the wall. Get it. So the Blood Angels have a lot of enemies in the warp, including mm-hmm. Kabanda, a greater demon of corn who's right. like got a, a hard on for trying to just kill Dante and the Blood Angels himself and wants to basically convert them to corn because they're, they're almost there anyway. Mm-hmm. And uh, they actually like, shock troop in thousands and thousands of corn demons to fight the hive fleet because it's like, well, you can't kill them. I want to kill them. 
So it's, it's actually a pretty good story. That said, that was a little bit of a tangent. Yes, it was indeed Leviathan. It was, it was Leviathan, the flesh terrors, very grim, very dark, very dark grim. Lots uh, of ch- chain swords, lots of cool stuff. And plenty of run-ins with the Inquisition, which is always a bust. Oh, yeah, you got to have your in- Inquisition run-ins. <laughs> if they think you're a heretic, you know you're doing something right. And I think, like, Gabriel Seth's response is, like, he doesn't try to prove there is this. He's just like, whatever, I don't care, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, okay, so so Flesh Terrors, some of the calculus behind why you like them makes sense, and they're, they're kind of cool. I like their colors. What would you most want to collect, or, or uh, is there a specific, like, flavor of army or tactical slash strategic deployment that you're thinking about? Well, you know, I'm a fluff guy. I would have to go heavy on the Death Company. And they do have Primaris Marines now. So oh, so the Flesh Terrors did get Primaris. Yeah, they're... They're more resistant to the Black Rage, so uh, Seth doesn't have to worry about um, his chapter dying out so quickly. So yeah, there would probably be a good number of them, just to keep it fluffy. Okay, and now, here's what I gotta ask, Tom. Mm -hmm. Is this motivated purely by Ryan's hypnotic suggestion that the meta is going to be all Space Marines (laughs) all the time? Or is there a secret yearning to give up the ways of chaos that I need to know about? Oh god, no. Uh, this was just a thought experiment, I think. Uh, but I do have the Blood Angels Assault Troop uh, Funko that you got me uh, sitting on my desk at work. <laughs> I see that every day. With his little yellow helmet, Inferno pistol. Dude, I wish they did more Funkos, by the way. Like, I can't get enough of stupid Games Workshop collectibles. <laughs> yeah. You know, I got like like my three or four T-shirts, some of which were actually officially licensed. God, I just I can't get it up. I need I need little esoteric <laughs> references that I can put on my desk at work, so that like if a client comes in, they're not going to know I'm a wacky nerdo weirdo. Mm-hmm. But that if some a cool dude or woman came in, they'd be like, oh, I see, you're one of those sweet. I'm 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 a like-minded soul. Right. Yeah, I just get weird stares when I go out in public with my uh, Chaos Star uh, COVID mask. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's still pretty badass. So where would you start with your Flesh Terrors collection? I mean, you got to start from scratch pretty much, right? So you, yeah, said, yeah. you said Death Company, but like, what's what goes into a Death Company battle-ready force other than that they have a lot of black-armored troops? <laughs> That's a good question. I mean, it was just something I was thinking about. I'll have to actually look at viable lists to get an idea <laughs> of what units are worth taking. But it doesn't even have to be, you know, fluffy, having a good time. Like, what are what are their troop choices? What Fuck if I know. <laughs> I don't know ninth edition shit. So the point is, it's less about I want to win, and it's more about I want to get into this to the flesh terrors. Yeah, you know I'm a I'm a fluffy guy. Let's see what uh, what Goonhammer says. <laughs> Ooh, Sanguinary Guard. I do like them. They are pretty cool. Does the Sanguinor like help out non-Blood Angels chapters? I don't see him. He's uh, he's the physical manifestation of the spirit of Sanguinius. Mm, apparently not. Boy, boy, am I a nerd. <laughs> that just rolled off the tongue a little bit too well. Yeah, so it looks like your Death Company are your Smash Lords. Mm. Uh, five dudes with jump packs, thunder hammers. Remember, kids, always be Smash Captain. Always be, don't, yeah, go watch that episode if you have it. It's good stuff. But yeah, when I bashed that uh, Warp Talon and Sanguinary Guard, that was a lot of fun. I think he looked pretty cool. He did look cool. No but question. I needed the- I needed the claws for another project, so I took them apart. So if I was going to do Astartes, mm-hmm. I, I've had this love for a while 
of all things Vulcan mm-hmm. because there really is a dearth of factions and individuals in the 41st millennium and 42nd millennium as it is now who are actually good dudes. Yeah. Like you don't there really have few. there are a few, but there's just like really the the salamanders one of the only maybe one or two you know yeah and I mean look they're still not perfect like they're still definitely anti xenos and probably anti you know like mutant and psychic but mm-hmm. like they actually care about human life yeah damn lawful good pretty much except uh, for you know burning everyone to death that is a bit weird you gotta have your they're thing lo- right. Yeah, you got to. Their their love of their love of fire is a little at odds with with the rest of it. But you know, I'm okay with it. There there was a passage I actually read recently where uh, you know this is on Reddit. Somebody posted a, a passage from a book where I think it was the the Minotaurs who are kind of you know have a reputation for being assholes. I think it was the Minotaurs. <laughs> yeah. If if it wasn't, guys, correct me in the comments. But there was a one of those like douchebag Space Marine chapters that goes a little too far which essentially fired on a civilian encampment that happened to have uh, orcs in it because they figured, well, they're probably going to die and we might as well just like kill them and the orcs and like whatever. Like it, it, it wasn't like, it was literally like, we don't care about their lives. We're better off if we just, you know, use them as cover. Mm-hmm. So, so pretty, it wasn't like hyper calculated, like, well, this is the least, you know, loss of human life. It was just like, yeah, fuck it, just kill them. And, oh, man, who's the head of the salamanders? Oh, Tushan. Mm-hmm. So Tushan just, like, goes into the, the office of the head of this, like, space marine group who just starts being like, ah, I'm sure you're bad, but whatever. <laughs> and then starts taking off his weapons. Like, he's unbuttoning his, like, belt, basically. And the guy's <laughs> like, what, what, what are you doing? He's like, he's like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to literally show you why you're an asshole. I'm going to beat the shit out of you. By the way, I suggest you don't reach for a weapon. <laughs> And then he just beats the living shit out of the guy <laughs> in front of, like, the assembled Imperial Guard leadership and, like, the civilian leadership of this planet. He just beats the living shit out of this other space marine. And I was like, that okay. is an ultimate, like, face turn. You know, that is a <laughs> classic face turn. That's pretty sweet. So if I was going to do one, it would be something, you know, mm-hmm. probably salamanders y but I haven't really made it any farther than that. They're one of the few chapters that actually take R and R, right? They go back home. Yeah, they interact with their families. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. More uh, human than some of the other uh, chapters that are they fully embrace the uh, living weapon uh, aspect of it. Well, and that's actually so that's an interesting point because you brought up earlier like the flesh terrors and the blood angels. They're a little closer to the Empress children because at least in the the literature, the blood angels at least. You pr- themselves on things like art and literature and beauty and the ability to create you know objects that they personify like the best of humanity mm-hmm. that reminds me uh, another reason why i like them because their whole thing about art and beauty and uh, you know the appreciation of art and music and all that um because they felt like if they're going to defend humanity uh, then they need to know what it is they're fighting for right humans you know they create and they do all these things so they need to have an appreciation for human culture like sympathize and empathize and remember what they're fighting for Mm -hmm. that makes perfect sense to me connect to the people of Terra. so in the books and in the fluff i i don't know if gabriel seth and the flesh terrors are like this Mm -hmm. but like dante dante's a pretty good dude yeah 
like, you know, he's not out for himself. He's humble. He takes advice from people. He takes responsibility for things. And in general, like, he does try to protect the common man. I would put him up there on the short list of people who are actually, like, decent individuals in the 42nd millennium. So I think I think Seth is a little bit more – you probably wouldn't want to, like, hang out with him. But he's not necessarily, like, you know, evil. But Dante Dante would be, like, the guy who, like, if you get the chance to hang out with him, maybe go buy him a beer. I think he'd be a pretty chill dude. <laughs> is my thinking of the right meme? Is Dante the one that, that just keeps getting dragged back to life? <laughs> Uh, he's not a perpetual, but he is like really, really old. I think he's more than fifteen hundred years old. Yeah, he's one of the oldest. Maybe somebody else. So, so it's interesting. So he wears the death mask of Sanguinius. So it's mm-hmm. like a, I, I don't know if it was actually Sanguinius's mask or if it's just they made a cast of his face and turned it into a helmet. But he always wears it. Like he doesn't take it off because underneath, like he looks really old like in the books it says like he's got he's got wrinkles and jowls and he's like he's like an old space marine so he doesn't take off the helmet because he doesn't want people to see like when he's around when he's in office he's a embodiment of sanguinius he doesn't see himself as like a, a you know it's not him he's he is serving a greater purpose so he doesn't take the hat off right it's cool so just gabriel seth needs to do that <laughs> he's doing his thing well Tom, I wish you luck. So is, is that your next priority for the next fashion or faction you want to jump into? Oh, God, no. My my uh, pile of shame is getting ridiculous. I finished painting one army and two more spring up, so <laughs> I don't have enough time in the world. It's, it's funny. Like, this is how much of a noob I am. Um, until about a year ago, I felt really bad if I had unpainted sprues or models. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, that's a thing. Okay, good. Like, I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> Because I definitely have a, a list of shame. I have like six gene stealers somebody gave me. I've got like three different Astartes things. Somebody gave me the uh, assault intercessors from their half of the uh, the starter kit. Um, yeah, I got a lot of shit. I got like Zangors I haven't painted. I have Warcry stuff I haven't painted in over a year. <laughs> My Astro Militarum kill team isn't painted. They're assembled and partially painted. Yeah. Incoming. So don't feel bad. All right. Tom, I think that's a that's a successful episode. Oh, you just sent me something. What did you send me? Are you making? Did you make Tau? I was on, on a bit of a Xenos kick. What's is that? A Lictor in the bottom right? Yeah, it's uh, twelve Gaunts, three Warriors, and a Lictor. I actually really liked painting the the Nids because mm-hmm. uh, I mean, for me, it was just because I could mass paint them with contrast paint, and I really enjoy <laughs> contrast paint, not just because it's cheating. <laughs> it just feels good to paint on. Like it's a very relaxing experience. Mm-hmm. I cannot believe you bought Tau. I am so angry at you. <laughs> well, all the other ones. I've already got Thousand Suns. Um, putting them together, the Death Guard. I'm sort of running out of factions, and I kind of want to have them all by the time Gorchild's old enough. You could pick. So it's like Pokemon for you. I guess. How dare you! The Lucidian Star Striders. <laughs> Good doggo. If Maximilian kills an enemy, <laughs> if he dies, you lose all points and an extra one. You forfeit the game. And actually, that would be funny. If you take him and he dies, you automatically lose because fuck you. <laughs> but yeah, I was thinking I want to paint the nids in a black and yellow, like make them like a hornet type of, you know. I think I could do some cool like black and yellow stripes. 
That would be cool, but that is the Pittsburgh color scheme. <laughs> uh, you have a point. Well, I look forward to that time, black and yellow be uh, aside. Uh, <laughs> but until then, I, I this is a good episode. I feel like this is all we had to talk about. Next week, we might have some more. we got some stuff on the horizon, including that audio drama we keep talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got your. We got to get your wife Amanda on. What we should we should start thinking about what we want to uh, put in front of her and have her react to. Uh, so I got her interested uh, by talking about Fabius Bile. <laughs> she said, "Oh, you know he's a he's a reference to Frankenstein, right?" <laughs> She's like, oh, "It's her absolute favorite book of all time." So we were gonna thinking about maybe you know going into literary references. And then that sent me down a rabbit hole, and I found out that the Emperor's Children are uh, a nod to British Romanticism, which is her favorite poetry style. So now I feel like I've got to learn all about that. <laughs> so for those, we'll, we'll introduce it more fully, but I think Amanda's got a master's and like, I don't know if it's literature, but it's something mm-hmm. literature related, right? She's Yeah, she's certified to teach high school literature. <laughs> which people don't actually know. It's hard to do that. <laughs> You'd think, well, nobody wants to, so why? But no, but it is competitive. Like you actually have to be pretty, pretty well credentialed to do that. And you should see the bookshelves. <laughs> yeah, you guys do have an impressive library with like actually good books, like like important pieces of human thought that actually have helped shape our society. Yeah, she's got you know the the classic literature, you know uh, Shakespeare, all kinds of, and then there's you know. The Horus Heresy <laughs> in the corner, the uh, Night Lords trilogy. Like, like, like I said, important <laughs> books that have shaped our culture. <laughs> exactly. Mm. All right, let's do that. So next episode, we're going to get an in-depth dive into the literary references and reaction from a literary uh, expert. Amanda. Maybe that next episode, because I think she wants to read it first, just to brush up. Nope, too late. We've already committed. Okay, I'll let her know. <laughs> it's just, yeah, she's she's got if she's gonna read some, she gotta do it real quick. But yeah, otherwise, smash that like and subscribe button. Good night, good night. Adios, muchachos. Transmitido en español en tap. Just call me Dick Dicky, New York City, New York State, one oh one oh eight. And see. Adios, puto, I got too much. But it's a Luchten Golf Fusion. We'll cut that out. That was terrible. Um. <laughs> I decide what we cut out. <laughs> Curse you, editing suite. <laughs>